Welcome to The Responsible Podcast. Your host, Stanley J. Targos III, is the founder of The Responsible Brand and The Responsible Network. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome back, everybody. This is Stanley J. Targos III, your host of The Responsible Podcast. And today we're going to talk about the balance between today and tomorrow. And this is the balance between today and tomorrow financially. How do you balance what you're doing today without affecting tomorrow negatively? How do you take care of tomorrow efficiently without sacrificing today? This is a a common issue that we see from the thousands of scenarios that we've been privy to in the last several years is balancing today versus tomorrow. And it's a great conversation to have. What we recognize is people are very emotional about what they're doing. People have good intentions. People have good ideas and and desires, but they don't know how to balance or very few people understand how to balance what they're doing today and the impact on the future or what they desire for the future and its impact on today. If every dollar that you make goes towards your retirement and you never have the ability to take a vacation, you work 60 hours a week, you have a a poor relationship with your family, they never see you and you say, oh, it's because I'm saving for retirement. Then you finally retire and you're that person who retires and, and in the craziest way possible, you die a year after you retire. You didn't get to enjoy it. You sacrificed all those years of working for tomorrow and didn't enjoy today. On the flip side of that, the person who says, well, I'm not going to die the day I retire. Therefore, I'm spending everything I make. In fact, my kids get everything they want. My wife gets everything she wants. I get everything I want. We never save. I'm just going to work till the day I die. Well, you get to a point where you can't work anymore and you haven't saved and you don't get to enjoy that, that golden years. You're living on a fixed income and you're part of the statistics that say, I can't live on Social Security. Well, Social Security is meant to be a supplement, not the main meal. It's a side dish, not the main meal. So how do we balance taking care of today, enjoying today, being healthy today, while preparing for tomorrow? I like the idea of how do we get out of of the chaos of everyone else's everyone else imposing their values, their goals, their timing, their perspective on my life. What we know is all of these things are the exact same issues or everyone faces the exact same issues, but very few people are putting their finger on it and talking about it. The same issues for everyone. All these decisions are emotional based on fear and it's from other people imposing their goals on your timing and your money. Think about the last five years of our lives together. We've been imposed um, health values, dollar values, savings values, how we accumulate and appreciate debt values. Do we want to continue working values? All of those values are emotional. And while they want to make blanket statements across the board, everyone needs to be doing this. When you're one of the 90% who doesn't agree with that, You have stress in your life. You have anxiety in your life. You don't feel like they are taking into account your personal needs and what you want and what you have to have happen. And it's almost like you're in a a dictatorship with your life. 
And that's not enjoyable. Our money doesn't have to be that way. We have control. As soon as we give ourselves permission to customize the plan that's right for us and our families, we have permission to look at everyone else who's creating stress, anxiety, and drama and say, that might be right for you, but I have a plan. And I'm confident in my plan and I'm comfortable with my plan and my plan is working for me. So take your values, your timing, and your anxiety, fear, and pressure and move it off my block. I'm not interested. I don't want to live in hype. I don't want to live with breaking news financially in my life every minute of every day. If everything's breaking news, nothing's breaking news. And if we've seen anything in the last five or 10 years, they want to make everything breaking news whoever they are. There's panic in the streets over everything, but we don't need to invite that into our home. We don't need to invite that into, into our households, our financial households, our personal economies. We can't let that be the thief of our happiness, joy, and contentment. Thank God I'm content regardless of the circumstances. I've got my trust in something that's bigger than the news, the media, and the balance in my bank account. I hope you do too. And I hope this information really opens the doors and helps you understand what questions you should be asking to get you on a path that fits the style for your personal situation, for your family, for your economy, for your income level, for your time on the timeline. You know, I like the... I like telling people you're in the fifth inning of life and the eighth inning of your earning career. And that tells you a lot. If you're younger, you might be in the third inning of life and the second inning of your earning career. Everyone's different, but everyone faces the same struggle. How do I enjoy today and prepare for tomorrow? And there can be balance between the two. And balance, so we're on the same page, isn't a 50-50 split. It's really not about balance in between work and life and everything else. It's about work-life fulfillment, work-life enjoyment. That might mean you spend 60% of your time at work, 10% of your time exercising, and 30% of your time with your family. But you're in balance because you're getting full enjoyment out of each of those areas. Whereas if you spend 50% of your time at work and 50% of your time with your family, your financial life is not in balance. Your family's not as happy because you can't afford to do the things you should be doing. Your work's not as happy with you because you don't have the time to get done what needs to get done and your body sacrifices the, the most. So balance isn't about 50-50. It's really about work-life enjoyment, work-life fulfillment, work-family fulfillment, health fulfillment. So when we talk about balance, what, what we really want to set the stage with is at each phase of life, we have the same issues. How do we manage our cash flow? Where does our cash flow need to be at this phase in life to give us balance between today and tomorrow? And if you're in a season where you're just having a couple of kids in a short period of time, you need to move two times to get to a house that fulfills the needs of your growing family. You need to get to a school district that's appropriate for what your family wants to teach. Maybe you're going to homeschool and someone's not going to work. Maybe your job is growing and booming and you need to take full advantage of that. 
How do you manage the cash flow? Well, for the season of life that you're in, you might be spending more than you're bringing in and you might be accumulating a little bit of debt. So long as it's an exception and not the norm, that's probably okay. You might be in a season where your kids are gone and you've got extra cash flow and you want to start saving for retirement. You don't have a lot of debt and you've got excess cash flow. Both of those scenarios open up the door to let the outside world come in and steal your balance, steal your harmony, steal your joy. Because Dave, Rick, Susie, the talking heads, the debt people on TV, the family planning people, the college planning people, your financial advisor, your church, your charity, all these people want to have their hands in how you manage your money. But you're in a spot that's specific to your family today that no one else is going through. So take with a grain of salt what they say. Treat them like suggestions, not direct orders. That's a great suggestion. I'll take that under advisement. My wife and I, my financial professional, my responsible brand team will talk about it. We'll make a good decision based on the facts that you give us to help us move forward with certainty, not fear. The last several times I've made decisions based on fear, I bought high, sold low, was unprepared for the, tra for the traumatic event that happened and didn't enjoy life. So I'm not going to do that anymore. Managing my cash flow means I'm okay if I'm going to accumulate a little bit of debt in the next 12 months because I got to put a garage door on the on the new house. I got to do some landscaping. I got to insulate the ceiling. I got to put some new windows in the kid's bedroom. I got to update the HVAC. I need a, a bigger water heater, whatever it is. It's okay to spend more money for a season than you're bringing in. That's why most people don't pay cash for their houses because when they want to buy a house, they haven't had the ability to save a quarter million dollars. That's why most people don't pay cash for college, even though they've known for 18 years their kids are going to go to college. Life happens along the way. That's why most people don't pay cash for their cars. They know they're going to start driving at 16. They know their kids are going to start driving at 16. They might have two years left on the car that they're going to give to their kids, but they're buying another car with a little bit of debt. They're buying the house with a little bit of debt. You're getting your kids to college with a little bit of debt. It's more important to manage that cash flow, have proper expectations and understand what's going on. So when you go through those seasons, it doesn't steal your happiness, joy, contentment. It doesn't throw you out of harmony. It doesn't lead you down a downward spiral of depression, anxiety, and resentment. It's just something that's part of the plan for that season of life. In order to manage that the right way, we want to make sure that our priorities are in alignment. Have you sat down with your spouse and the people in your house and talked about what your priorities are as a family? Maybe you've got kids that are three, five, and seven. You've never been to Disney. Maybe that's a priority. Maybe that's a family priority that you want to get in in the next 12 to 18 months while everyone's still capable of enjoying it at their young ages and you're capable of enjoying them enjoying it. Well, that's a five to $9,000 ordeal. If that's a priority... Maybe you do need to put three grand on a Disney credit card. Maybe you do need to not fund your 401k above the matches aggressively. Maybe you do need to not fund the 529 so you can prioritize that trip and take advantage of it instead of letting the next five years go by like that and wake up and think, well, we missed it. Now you've got different disharmony and discontent and irritability in the house because no one got to enjoy the last five years. If your priorities are that trip, make it a priority and work towards it. Don't throw your whole life out of balance and say, I'm going to save 10 grand by tomorrow. 
We're not going to eat. We're not going to go out to eat. We're not going to do this. We're not going to tithe. We're not going to fund this. We're not going to fund that. We're going to get behind on our mortgage so we can go to Disney. No, we're not talking about being irresponsible. We're talking about responsibly planning to have balance in your life based on what you're facing next. Using the best information you can at the time to make the best decisions moving forward. Maybe your priority is health. Maybe you realize that you've been focusing on everyone else for so long, your body's out of shape, you got blood pressure, cholesterol, you're overweight. You need to take some time to prioritize your health, and that involves getting a personal trainer, eating healthier, spending more money on better food. Maybe your priority is taking care of your parents who spent all their time and money taking care of you, paying for your college, taking you on trips. Now they're in the ninth inning of life and they don't have an earnings career and they need some assistance and you have a desire and, and it's on your heart to help them financially. Maybe your priority is building your emergency fund for the first time after the pandemic. Maybe your priority is Saving for college because you got teenage kids and you've done the Disney trip and now college and college savings and planning is going to consume the next four to eight or 12 years of your life financially. That's okay. If we're prioritizing things, we can maintain our balance. It's when I think that we need to save for retirement and my spouse thinks we need to take care of the Disney trip because she's worried about the emotional stability of our family and I'm worried about the financial stability of our family that we have tension, anxiety, and stress. Let's get on the same page. Let's each list out five or six things that we think are important and pick the top three to five things that we want to focus on in the family in the next 18 to 24 months and focus on it. This is not a fixed priority that's meant to last our lifetimes. As we grow older and get our kids get older and things change, we need to let that change with us. What if one of our kids is a superstar gymnast and being in the Olympics is on their radar? Well, that changes my priorities. That changes the family priorities. That doesn't mean I sacrifice my other kids' joy and happiness in sports so that one can do gymnastics. It means I need to shift my priority and have the understanding that I'm in an extreme situation for the next two to three years and I need to be at peace with it so I can maintain my balance between providing for today, protecting tomorrow, and enjoying both. People don't think like that. Everything is a knee-jerk reaction, which leads to pain. If we plan for it, in short spurts, we can manage it with grace. Thank God that we get grace. Most people don't have a strategy which makes their planning unemotional. See, when we're emotionally driven, we don't use logic or common sense. We make decisions based on what we see. And when I'm looking through emotional glasses, I don't see clearly. I'm not looking at the unintended consequences of the decision that I make. It's a Black Friday sale. I got to buy this thing tomorrow. I got to get it done. It's four, $450. I don't have the money for it, but if I don't buy it. I'm going to lose out of it. And I've got this whole squirrel cage going in the fast, talking to my head. And I buy it. And then I wake up on Monday and think, what did I do? Why didn't I? I, I should have planned for that. I should have had a strategy for it. My life would be that much better. It's only 450 bucks, but man, that can be traumatic. 
especially when I have to face my spouse and my kids and my savings account. And then I got a bill that I forgot that I needed to pay that's due and someone didn't cash a check because I still use checks. And now I bounced something in my account because I thought I had money and I didn't do the proper planning. But if I take the emotion out of it and I know what my plan is, when that black Friday deal comes up and I think that I'm never going to get the opportunity again, I can say, well, that is super cool to have that awesome gaming system, but it's not a priority. My priority is Disney. My kids already agreed. My wife already agreed. I'm going to stick to the plan. I'm going to be the leader. I'm going to be disciplined. I'm okay letting that deal go by the wayside. It's not emotional. Concert ticket comes up and I need to go see the Elton John World Tour last, last USA Tour. Tickets are 218 bucks and $400 plane ticket and this and that hotels, I can let it go by the wayside because I'm, I don't need to take advantage of that opportunity today. We're doing Disney. It's what our focus is. We're, we're taking care of gymnastics. We got travel sports and we need to spend to and we want to spend to and we desire to spend our money there. So when I get that shiny object coming across my path, it's not blowing me out of the water. It's not changing my game plan. I'm not emotional about it. I might desire it. I might want about it. I might stop and in, 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 in stand to see world, think about it. But then I get back to reality and I'm not in that insanity world. And, and I live in insanity and in, stand to see sometimes because it's when I'm daydreaming. But I don't let it control my life. I don't let it create anxiety. I don't let it create unbalance from today to tomorrow. I'm getting better at it. I wasn't always good at it. And I still make mistakes. I still do things out of order. Just not nearly as much. Another area where we're unemotional, where we need to be unemotional, but we're very emotional, is paying off debt. We want to pay that debt off. I want to pay that debt off. It's been a goal for so long. I'm going to pay that debt off. I'm going to make everything that I have available. Pay that debt off. One or two and three or four and fifty dollars. Got here. Seven hundred or nine hundred. Twelve hundred dollars. Put that on that debt. Put that on that debt. That's what we do. And it's like that that person at the auction. You're getting a bonus. You're getting a raise. You're getting a tax refund. How much are you going to put on that debt? How much are you going to put on that debt? No, I don't need to talk that fast in my head. I can stop and say, I'm going to pay that debt off in two years and four months. I'm comfortable with that. Every extra dollar that I get in because I have a plan for how I'm paying that debt off doesn't drive me crazy. Doesn't steal my joy. My savings, my retirement, my house doesn't steal my joy when I get extra money because I know how I'm paying it off. I have a plan. When my kids get out of school, the kids getting married and, and they want 25 or 30,000, but I've only budgeted 10. How am I disciplined about that to say, look, I've got 10 grand. I have the ability to do a little bit more, but I don't have the ability to double it. I just got done paying for college. I'm building my emergency fund. I'm savings. Mom and I are paying off the parent loans. You're paying off your student loan debt. You're getting married. I get it. You've got a budget. You need to work within your budget. Your responsible brand person can come in and help you manage cash flow to find extra dollars that are available. We can make decisions based on unemotional, educated math that says if you don't do this and you redirect those dollars here, it adds four months on your total payoff. Now you can make a decision that's not emotional that says this is the right decision that solves the current need without affecting our big picture in a major fashion. 
especially if things are going well, your job looks good, your savings are good, your your emergency funds in the right order, your savings accounts in the right order, your Roth is funded, your 401k is funded, you got all these things that are working. When that emotional thing comes up, I've got a grandkid and I want to go visit the grandkid in California, but plane tickets just tripled in price. Well, look, it's your grandkid. Go see the grandkid. But don't have emotional anxiety because you made a change on something else. Have balance between today and tomorrow. Know the consequences or the potential impact that things have long term. And consequences are positive and negative. I would all day trade $1,200 to go spend time with my grand new grandson or granddaughter. Because that's an emotional decision that gives me future balance that I'm never going to get again. You can't relive being there for someone in their time of need. You can make more money or you can shuffle the deck a little bit to make it work. So how do we maintain this balance? especially with all the emotional things that are out there. Well, we have a team. We have a sounding board. We're not so wrapped up that we need to make every decision ourselves. Some of them we need to make ourselves. We need to be positioned to do so. I believe that. I want to teach you to fish. I don't want to fish for you. But when you got a big decision that needs to be made, bring in a team and get some opinions, get some ideas, get an outside perspective so that you can make the best decision possible for you and your family so you're not looking back thinking, man, we really sacrificed tomorrow's future for today. Or man, we sacrificed today for tomorrow when we should have taken advantage of going to visit the grandbaby. Another way that we can maintain balance between today and tomorrow is having the proper safety nets built in. Life is going to happen. We're going to put a plan in place. The day we put the plan in place, it's outdated because life's already happened. We might not see the effect of it, but it's happened. Everything's got a ripple effect. It's either positive or negative. Very, very rarely are the waters completely still. And when they are, enjoy it. When your plan is on easy street and money's coming in, money's going out, it's going to the right buckets, they're growing the right way, the debt's shrinking the right way, the income's the same, job's good, family's good, health is good, enjoy that. If there's seven areas in your life that are happening on a regular basis, most of the time two of them have a little bit of trauma. And it's how we manage those two areas with what we build in for a safety net that give us wiggle room to manage them successfully. We know life is going to happen. We know the car is going to go at the wrong time. The roof is going to go at the wrong time. A storm's going to hit. Something's going to freeze. A pipe's going to burst. The, a medical emergency is going to happen. Someone's going to break a leg. A puck's going to hit you in the mouth. You got dental work. We know the co-pays $4,000 and you thought you could manage it, but not at the same time that you needed to buy a new car. Oh, when you get the assessment and the HOA for $2,000 for the road work. Everything all at once. Well, have safety nets. Gives you options. Have the ability to flex your payments in certain areas. Control it and manage it with grace. Have a strategy with options, with the ability to change things without losing what you've done, without hurting your credit score, without getting further behind. 
by managing a little bit of debt in a short window instead of a lot of debt over a long period of time. And we talked before about having an emergency fund, having a savings account, working on percentages, cash flow management. All of those things come into play that create synergy. They complement each other. They work for you, not against you. We know that in order to have balance, we need to have the ability to course correct. What if your kids are getting into college and your job says, hey, we're going to let you go in the next 90 days because you don't have these certifications. You don't have this degree. You don't have this education. And you think, man, they're going to let me go. I'm not going to get a new job. I need to go back to college. Well, if you go back to college and you go back to college and you're working somewhere for less than you're making now and you're not going to be able to get the job that pays what you want without the degree, how do you go back to college and course correct with grace? We have to have the ability to make those course corrections so that we can maintain our track long term. It might take us five miles off the path in the next three years, but if it gets us back on track quickly, it's not a big deal. It's when a course correction happens without us being aware of it and we don't have a safety net built in to handle it and we don't know how to manage our cash flow to get back on track quickly that we feel overwhelmed, underprepared, anxiety and depressed and we feel like quitting. The responsible brand does not want you in that boat. We know life's going to happen. We know things are going to come across your path that you didn't think were going to happen to you. We want to give you the tools so that when that does happen, you're able to look at it objectively without the emotion driving it so that you can maintain your balance between today, tomorrow, and keeping your joy. Part of that is, is having your balance and your identity not in your savings account, your credit score, but in something higher like God. I'm not identified by life's events. I can't control that. I can control how I react. I love someone says, I can't control my first thought, but I can control my first reaction and my second thought. For me, that's key. Because life's happened to me a bunch in the last five years. I made decisions that I thought would work well that didn't work so well. And now I get to deal with them. How do I get back on track? How do I not make the same bad decisions moving forward? How do I learn from my mistakes? How do I continue to make mistakes knowing that mistakes are one way that I can fail forward? How do I let my family know they can trust me to rebound? Well, it's because I have a team around me. I've given a half a dozen or more people permission in my life to tell me when I'm doing things wrong, when they see red flags happening, so that I can stop it quickly, so I can get back on track quicker. I need to be back in alignment and harmony as fast as possible. I don't need to be in the crazy cycle with my wife, with my money, with my kids, with God. I want balance. Constant balance. If I'm in constant balance, I'm in a good spot. When life throws a course correction at me, my solution is built in. And for me, my solution is simple. I go to Bob or Bill. I talk to my wife. I talk to my father-in-law, my dad. I talk to my the people in my community that I trust and say, hey, this is what's going on. Here's what I think I need to do. What's your experience? 
And it can be as simple as the water softener went out. Do I spend four grand on a new one or can I go to Home Depot and buy one for 800 bucks and install it myself? Well, that's recent. Someone's like, why don't you watch a YouTube video to see if you feel capable of handling it? My wife and I watched the video and said, we can do that. My wife's excellent at that. I think we need to pay someone to do it. She thinks we can fix it ourselves. She's been right a ton of times. Something with the humidifier on the furnace. She's like, here's the here's the part. It's like 12 bucks. You can do it. I'm like, well, I don't know anything about furnaces and humidifiers. And I'm not confident. She's like, you can do it. She bought the part. I fixed it. It took 20 minutes. Saved us like several hundred dollars from a service fee and someone coming out to replace a part that we could buy online. It was low risk. If it was wrong, it cost me 20 minutes and 12 bucks and we got a new part for a part that didn't need to be replaced. The water softener was different. That saved us like 2,800 bucks. That was a huge deal. That was a course correction. I thought we were going to have to finance something and pay somebody and borrow something, zero interest and all this other stuff. And for 800 bucks in an hour, we fixed it. Now it works. And I'm so glad that I'm able to course correct. And my pride still gets in the way. I don't want to listen to other people either. I want to do it myself. I want to feel like I can solve it. But man, when I try to solve it, sometimes it just creates too much extra drama and unbalance in my life. So course correction is huge. Sometimes I need that side hustle income plan. Sometimes I just need to have a season where in order to have balance, I need a second job. I need to work overtime. I need to spend a few more extra hours in my sales job earning commissions. I need to do a little bit more for a season. Is it short term or long term? Sometimes that extra two, four, six hundred dollars a month for six months or two years pays for the trip to Disney. And it doesn't create on balance because my kids know I'm working Saturdays from 7 to noon so we can go to Disney. And really, they're sleeping and watching cartoons anyways. But I can do it. If I know it's for a short period of time, I can make that commitment. My wife knows that on Saturdays, if I'm doing that, she can help the kids clean the house, do laundry, help with the yard work and things that I would have done so that when I come home, I'm not piling extra work on top of it, taking away from family, going from working from seven to noon on Saturdays to doing yard work from one to four. And now I'm now it's dinner time and I missed all of Saturday. Everyone can do their part so that we can all have balance together. So maybe I do need that gig that side hustle income plan. Maybe it is a short-term deal. Maybe it's a long-term deal. Maybe the kids are gone and the side hustle is the second spouse going back to work 20 hours a week to make $1,000 a month or 1500 a month or whatever the number is. Well, if you're 56 and that's a 10-year plan, that's $120,000 to $180,000 that you get to add to your economy to make your golden years golden. Can you do it? Does it take you out of balance? Well, that's a decision you get to make together. Talk to your responsible brand person. The last thing for balance is responsible perspective. It helps guide the ship. And that ship is for your side hustle as well as your course correction, as well as the safety net. It's making sure that you're the captain. It's making sure that you got a sounding board that's giving you unemotional advice. 
It's making sure that as you get older, your priorities are in alignment, that you're managing cash flow, that you're not making emotional decisions even when you're 65 because the grandkids create an emotion that you've never felt before. You can win when you have balance. And I know you can have balance. If you haven't had balance, if you've been going from chaos to chaos, from trauma to trauma, it's time we put in some preventative maintenance so you can handle the next traumatic event with grace, dignity, and success. And that's really what we're looking for with the balance between today and tomorrow. How do we manage those traumatic events with grace, dignity, and success? How do we handle them with confidence? Well, your responsible brand person, your responsible brand team is here to give you the right information, the right strategies, the right implementation, the right timing based on your scenario. Everybody is different. Remember, we deal with financial education for the next phase of life. We want to build on it from phase to phase. It's not a replacement strategy. It's a building strategy. We want to empower the leader with good information. We want to change the landscape of America one family at a time by empowering the leader to make decisions based on facts, not fear. You know why we're changing the landscape of America one family at a time? Because no two families are the same, which means no two families need the same strategy, have the same income, the same needs, the same kids, or have the right opportunity for balance. So I hope this information is valuable for you. I hope you can share this with others who need to hear something like this. Comment, let us know how we're doing. Most importantly, go back to the person who shared this with you. Ask some different questions. How can you restore balance in your life? What are some things that you can do to take control today? And then do something. Have a strategy, have a plan, and take control. I hope this helps. I hope you enjoy this. I hope you share this with others. And God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. For new and relevant information just like this, follow us wherever you get your podcasts and interact with the responsible community on all social media platforms. We'll see you soon.